Welcome to Ales and Strange Tales. We are your hosts, Chris Moyers and Dan Stickney. We like to crack open a beer or two and share tales of the supernatural, paranormal, and just plain strange. So sit back, grab yourself a drink, and dive into the strange with us. Welcome back to Ales and Strange Tales, Season 4, Episode 1. Uh, it's been a while since we recorded an episode, so we're going to yeah. be a bit rusty. At least I am. Because we have jobs in a normal life, you know. Well, slightly normal. Working on it <laughs> I wouldn't normal. say normal, but yeah. <laughs> but we got some good stuff for you today. I got Troy Taylor coming in strong oh, <clears throat> with a new Troy. story. Well, it's from January 29th, but... It's semi. Not really. Well, he he posted it January 29th, and on January 29th, 1921, some of this story took place. Ooh. Very interesting. Ooh. What do you got for us on our first episode of the season, Dan? Well, we got a, uh, I don't know if he's a listener, but some guy sent us a few stories, I guess. One or two are pretty short. I'm going to see if I can fit them all in. If not, I'll wait for the next one. There you go. Now, people are actually listening to what we asked them to do. That's, <laughs> that that's nice? new, huh? Ain't that nice? <laughs> wow. All right, let's get into the beers. Dan, what did you bring? I got a local beer. <laughs> it's actually, it's, it's, it, they're brewed in Warrenville. I've had this brand before. Um, two Brothers. Oh. They're like, what, 10 minutes away from us? You got married there, yeah. Got married there? Yeah. <laughs> it's called Amplifier IPA. It's very high in the citrus level. They got it at 11 on the can there. Put oh, it up, wow. Put it up to 11. It goes up to 11. I like that a lot. And it's fucking, it's, it's really good. It's so easy to drink. We were having those at one of our local bars, I remember, right? Probably at Two Brothers. That's right. <laughs> for my, that pig dog. For my dad's show. At your dad's show. Yeah. That's where I remember it. That's yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> Those are good. They are very good. It's six seven. It's so easy to drink. I could drink these. It's dangerous. And they're really eleven percent. Holy no, shit. six seven. Oh, what the hell did it say eleven for? That's the citrus level. Oh, what the fuck is that? What? It's the cit- I wasn't citrusy, listening to what you said. I thought it was citrusy the IPA. Content. All right, it's yeah. up to 11. I got 11, you. 11, that'd be very dangerous. I could drink like five of these. Like, yeah, that'll fucking knock you on your ass. <laughs> but yeah. What do you have? Well, I have, I'm probably saying it wrong, a Lifit <laughs> Brewing Lumberjack Bays. It's got three lumberjacks dressed like women. It's almost like a Bud Light can. I was almost going to say, what is a Lumberjack Bay? But now I get it. Now we get it. <laughs> yeah. It's like something out of like a, a new age... Uh, uh, where's Waldo type book? Oh yeah, like the, the, art the artwork is kind of Waldy. Yeah, where's Waldo? That's awesome. It's a hazy IPA. Where are they from? They're out of Somerset, Wisconsin, and oh, it clocks nice. in at a six point nine percent in my one point can that I have. Wisconsin got some good beer. Yeah, they do. I like Wisconsin. I travel there for cheese on occasion, <laughs> and I come straight back home. But it's good. I like it. Um, is there any updates on anything else with the podcast? Um, we will have a, what do you call it, a tarot card reading at some point. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. It's just, we've been 
too busy here and there, and she's been too busy. But it's gonna happen this season. I know you, we did it, or you did it down in New Orleans, and yeah, I don't now, think we covered mine. We covered Greg's in New Orleans. Yeah, you, we didn't do yours, but I think we'll both get a reading, obviously. Yeah. So, and then maybe video it if she allows it. Here's a question: Are we YouTube. paying for this, or is oh, it on hell the house? No, I'm paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. I wasn't sure. Yeah. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Like we'll promote her, you know. That should be payment enough for the. I'll one give her twenty bucks you know? that we have. Well, you just did a one eighty on there. You're not paying <laughs> shit. <You'll>... If anything, <laughs> twenty dollars. That's what I gave the lady in New Orleans. So yeah, she wants. That's it. what I gave. I'll give her twenty bucks. That's what I did for Greg too. I'm like here. Oh, wow, you paid for Greg's? Yeah. No one paid for mine. That's fucking cool. Uh, damn, sorry, bro. Yeah, James was there. He didn't offer shit. <laughs> He's the one that recorded it, though. Yeah. Man. Well, whatever. Thanks, James. <laughs> but um, I did. I wanted to say I did see. Okay, like it wasn't a UFO, but I saw something. Okay, when was this? I, I know I mentioned it to you. It was maybe maybe two months ago. Okay, recent kind of. Okay. And driving home from work, coming from Batavia to Oswego, and I see this. You know all these fucking. It was kind of during the time of these Chinese fucking balloons that they're shooting. Oh out. yeah, yeah. And I see this fucking thing burning through the sky. You know, it was no meteor unless it was huge, because there's a huge cloud of smoke. And going through the, it's hard to describe. Is it, it was say as high as a normal airplane would go. All right. Going through the clouds, and it's just, I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, literally, it was a cloud, it was like a streak of smoke going down. And I was driving, I was, I wanted to pick up the phone and try to get a pick, but I was like, you know, just let's wait. Maybe I get a clear view and stop. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, Not like, kill people. Yeah. But that didn't happen. I was like, motherfucker. But this thing was burning through. And then I drove for, I don't know, just a couple minutes, maybe. And, Disappeared. And it dissipated at that dissipated. point. Dissipated. There's no way it was. It wasn't. You know, no meteor. It looked like basically one of them balloons getting shot down. Yeah. Like that's what it looked like. And you didn't hear anything about. And it I, yeah, I kind of looked up a little hole. bit. Didn't didn't see anything about it. And I'm like, what the hell was that? Well, shit. I was working in North Aurora about two months ago. I'm pretty sure, and I didn't see anything. What time because of day was this? Uh, on your well, way home from work, around be four like or four, four thirty, four. Yeah, but. Yeah, I'd be driving home around then too, but I'm oblivious when I'm driving, so I'm always looking in the sky, but especially when you see something like that. Well, if I notice it, then it would it was like somebody had to see it. Somebody else had to see it. Well, you know, speaking of this, Darren Marlar a couple weeks ago was talking about there's a new app that I think is released for Apple our iPhones at the moment. I think they're working on an Android app, <laughs> but it's like I don't know, like a Reddit type thing, like a a sightings community. Yeah. And then you could put like what area you're in and you can see what kind of local sightings happen. Okay. There's a whole app for it I now. I think I heard about that. I forgot. I was going to text you about it to see if you can download it on your phone because I don't think it's ready for Android yet. But that should be something that we should look into. I will. And mention on the podcast for people to download and what upload the f- their Because Android sucks, you know. So. Well, it's completely the opposite. <laughs> but I don't know why I don't have the app ready for it yet unless I'm just an idiot and can't find it. We'll get you more info on that when I yeah. research it. And you got to let me know when you know what it is. Yeah, because we one, need that for sure. I'll download that shit. And we can contact people on there and say, can we share your fucking experiences on our podcast, please? Yeah, yo. 
Um, I know Darren Marlar from Weird Darkness is going to a lot of different uh, conventions well, yeah, that we have not gone to. Because we got to hand out those flyers I made. We have not done that yet. <laughs> Did you actually make them? Well, I made it on the computer. I didn't print them yet, but I will print them. They'll probably sit in the garage and do nothing. Mm-hmm. But we're going to do it anyway and hopefully pass them out somewhere. Let's do it. Let's do it. Maybe we can pass them out at the Emperor show that we're going to. There you go. When the hell is that? Do you remember? Oh, man. I don't even know, but it's, I think, June. I think it's June. Well, June is when I'm going to the Pantera. June thing, or July. It's it's one of those. I got two shows in the same month. Holy smokes. It's possible. Well, enough of our rambling. But Who anyway, wants to go first? Do you have a weird news? Because if you do, you should go I first. I might have weird news, but I have... Well, yeah, like I said, I got a story. I'll go first. There you go. This is uh, from Steve. Uh, I think this first one... Pretty good. Well, it's, it's kind of short, too. But here we go. I took a nap with my baby son one afternoon. We both were tired. He passed out, then me. I opened my eyes, and it was blurry. I was in an all-white room. I had a broken spinning ring going around my head. Wow. Yeah. A ring of light around my middle and another around my legs. So it's almost like scanners, or I don't know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> I was on a table. Just that's what's in my mind, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> then I saw a short, gray, skinny being with big black eyes. Then three more walked up. So four on all sides of the table. Probably two on each side of them. Sounds about right. Yeah. Before anything happened, I was screaming out to my mom. I did this three times, then started saying, Jesus, I saw my right arm break through the circle of light. It was orange like the sun. Then bam, I woke up. I felt like I'd been gone for hours. Only 15 minutes had passed. Oh, shit. I will never forget what happened. And he says, it's it's the truth. Well, that's a good sign. Sounds like yeah, an abduction. It sure does. To me. He jumps right into the meat of that real quick. I yeah. like that. Yeah. He's like, I didn't. He also he continues. I didn't even know what grades were till much later, and didn't realize I was abducted till I later learned it happens a lot. <laughs> well, there's a lot of stories about it. That's yeah, here it does sure. happen a lot. Um, he's he sent two more. I got. I could probably go through them. Well my, well, my woman and I kept our new granddaughter for an overnight. I let them sleep in our bedroom, and I went to bed in our spare room. I was drifting off. I felt my right leg pick up and swing off the bed. Then the left leg. My dog jumped off the bed and ran out of the room. I sat up swinging at some point. Swinging. Maybe he's... Throwing punches? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. Never went back in that spare bedroom. Never fought an invisible enemy before. <laughs> I started praying. Didn't stop for a full 24 hours and fasted. I was trying to get this one out of my house. This one I'm guessing he thinks is a demon. After this battle, I finally went to bed. I had, Damn. 
24 hours and fasted, and then he finally went back to bed. I mean, we wore out, too, after all that shit. Yeah. I had a dream that I was outside my home looking down the sidewalk, and I saw a black demon headed away from me. Only the arms and torso were visible. The head also. No legs. It sighed at me like a child. It had black horns. It looked at me, turned, and floated down the sidewalk till it faded into the dark. That was a very unforgettable battle. I woke the next day and my home was back to normal. I had to threaten the demon. I told it I would put my prayers up to my Lord Jesus Christ and he will deliver it to God for permanent result. In other words, I told it I would end its very existence. I threaten it with scripture. Wow, this guy means business, yeah. man. Damn. I get it, you know. Yeah. I'm not religious, but I guess that works. Used Hopefully. the name Jesus over 40 times or more. My home went back to normal. It was gone. I banished it with the help of the Holy Trinity. I never planned this for a career. He did tell me, I forgot, he was a priest or something. He went and kind of does fight demons and whatnot. I saw many dark ones, even in people's eyes. I have a gift. It's discernment. I can see them, feel them, and banish them. I order them to flee in the name of Jesus Christ, my Lord. I send them to the bottom of the ocean. Also banish them to the desert. It's the power of three in me. The Lord Jesus Christ and God the Father and the Holy Spirit. He's I was like a religious <laughs> punisher, dude. He's yeah, fucking them that's up. That's cool, you know. Get rid of that evil shit. He continues, I was set free, baptized in water, baptized in the Lord Jesus Christ, baptized in the Holy Spirit. I've been given visions and dreams. I was up there. Oh, man, he's been up there? They are real, just as it was written. I've been fighting the fallen angels 38 years, he says. I'm light inside. Death is just our beginning. Those that belong to Jesus Christ, we are nothing without him. Wow, you just cleansed my house. Really <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a pretty good one. Wow. That was pretty fucking powerful. Yeah. He does have another quick story if you want me to. Do it, or we can save it, whatever. You know, it's, it's kind of short. Well, let's do mine, and then if we have more time, we'll find, close it out with his last story. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, thank you very much. What's his name again? Steven. Thank you very much, Steven. Yeah, those... Well, I should say Steve. There's no end. But that was pretty wild. Those are wild stories. Well, this one might be a long one, but we're still going to fit him in just to break it up a little bit. Well, we got good old Troy Taylor coming through for us again. Oh, Troy! And this one is entitled The Ghost Ship Carol A. Daring. Deering. Oh, yeah, dude. I was on that one. Were you? Yeah. Well, can you uh, explain the story to us then, pal? Nah, go ahead. <laughs> you want me to do it? <laughs> All right, here we go. <clears throat> on January 29th, 1921, a ship was discovered grounded on Diamond Shoals off the coast of Cape Hatteras, North Carolina. It had been spotted adrift in the waves on the previous day, and attempts had been made to hail the crew. But something strange seemed to be happening on board. 
When she threw herself onto the shoals on the morning of January 29th, her name could be seen painted on the hall, the Carol A. Daring. Daring. God damn it. Daring. Daring. Every attempt to signal the men on board her failed. There were no lights and no movement on board the vessel. Where had they gone? That was a question in 1921 and remains a question to this day. The mystery of the Carol A. Deering has never been solved. The Deering was not some derelict vessel abandoned at sea. She was almost brand new, built in Bath, Maine in 1919 as the last ship of the G.G. Deering Company. She was 225 feet long and 45 feet wide with five masts and three decks. Is there any male ships out there? Sorry to... <laughs> I don't know. There's, there should be. Because <laughs> all the female ones are sinking and going fucking... <laughs> yeah, think about they're going ghost on people here. That ain't good. <laughs> she was more luxurious than normal for a cargo ship. She had been outfitted in oak, mahogany, and ash with a functioning lavatory, steam heat, and electricity. Nice. In September of 1920, Captain W.B. Warmel, a retired seaman with years of experience, <laughs> was assigned to the main schooner Carol A. Deering after his captain, William H. Merritt, took ill. The ship had a 10-man crew of Danish sailors with orders to deliver a shipment of coal to Rio de Janeiro. The journey was without incident, although Captain Warmel didn't think much of his crew. While the coal was being unloaded at Rio de Janeiro, the captain granted them leave and met with the captain of another cargo ship and friend, Captain Goodwin, to discuss his problems with discipline. He had little good to say about the Deering's current crew aside from the engineer, Herbert Bates. The Deering set sail with the same crew on board in the late 1920. During the return journey, they stopped for supplies in Barbados. While in port, first mate Charles B. McLean got drunk at the Continental Cafe and was overheard complaining about Captain Warmel's competence and making a threat against the captain's life. McLean was arrested and jailed but was released on Warmel's orders and they sailed onwards to Hampton Roads, Virginia. There is no record of what happened in the weeks that followed. The ship was next seen by the Cape Lookout Light Ship in North Carolina on January 28, 1921. The Deering attempted to hail the lightship's keeper, Captain Jacobson, who reported that a man with ginger hair and an accent told him the Deering had lost his anchors. Jacobson acknowledged the information, but his radio was not working and he was not able to report the authorities. He noticed that the crew seemed to be wandering about on the foredeck, which seemed very unusual. On January 29, 1921, the Deering was seen grounded on Diamond Shoals off the coast of Cape Hatteras. She seemed silent and empty. The men who had been seen on the previous day seemed to have vanished. The rescue ships were dispatched, but inclement weather caused a delay, and the ship was not boarded until February 4th. The rescuers found a very strange scene on the ship. The ship's log and navigation equipment, the crew's possessions, and the lifeboats were gone. The galley was set up for a meal with food still in a frying pan and coffee on the stove, but there was no one on the ship. There were several different footprints in the captain's quarters indicating activity there, but the captain, along with the rest of the men, was missing. A map and logbook were found in the captain's handwriting, 
chronicling the ship's route until January 23rd. After that, the records were written in a different hand. Huh. That's weird. Yeah, that can't be good. Yeah. The Coast Guard attempted to salvage the ship so that the investigation could continue, but it could not be dragged off the rocks. Finally, they were forced to dynamite the ship so it would not interfere with other shipping traffic. The investigation demanded by the wife of Captain Warmel continued and eventually involved the United States Commerce Department, the Treasury and Justice Department, the Navy, the State of North Carolina. God damn. The Navy and the State of North Carolina, I should say. Secretary of Commerce and future President Herbert Hoover and his assistant Lawrence Ritchie were placed in charge of the investigation. It was not the only ship to be lost in the area, however. All the other vessels had been sailing near large hurricanes. Ritchie tried to trace the Deering's route from its last sighting at Cape Lookout to running aground at Diamond Shoals using logs of the Coast Guard lightships and determined that the Deering must have been sailing away from the area of the storms. Hmm. But this did not explain the missing crew. An FBI agent went to Dare County in July 1921 and asked local Coast Guard men if they believed the crew had mutinied and abandoned ship. Captain Balance of the Cape Hatteras Station said the coastline was too jagged for lifeboats to land. I believe they abandoned her after taking everything of value, he said, and ran her up on the shoals intentionally. That's War- what I was thinking. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> Wormel's problems with First Mate McLean were well documented at their stop in Rio de Janeiro and Captain Jacobson at Cape Lookout knew the man who hailed his ship was not Captain Wormel, nor was he an officer. The investigation was closed in late 1922 with no answers ever given, but either mutiny or bootleggers who operated in the area were assumed to be the cause. More recently, the speculation has become much wilder, including aliens. Aliens, wow. The Deering has also become a favorite victim of the so-called Bermuda Triangle, which is a myth cooked up by conspiracy authors. See his book, Without a Trace, which would be Troy Taylor, for his thoughts on that. But like so many other ships connected to that particular story, was nowhere near it when the crew vanished. Men had been seen on board near Cape Lookout the day before she was grounded, which is nowhere near the Bermuda, the Bermuda Triangle. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but it is a mystery that remains unsolved, although in this case, I believe the mystery was caused by the murderous acts of men rather than the supernatural. Well, So they got murdered. It could and be. And somebody took it over. I thought when it said ghost ship, they'd see the motherfuckers sailing around on and off <laughs> so you afterwards. Failed. I didn't read the fucking story again. <laughs> That ghost ship, and I read a couple, a little bit through, like, oh man, they must have seen it afterwards with no one on board, it's still sailing around. It's an interesting story, you know, but yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna start reading through these things. It is an interesting story, it but is. I don't know what's ghost ship about it, other than they're missing. But you know, ghost ship, you think is sailing around? Yeah, they probably fucking got off the fucking ship and. Who knows where the fuck they mutinied, they went. took the shit, killed the fucking captain, and got the fuck out of Dodge. That was it. Well, mystery <laughs> solved. You have any other mysteries that are unsolved? Send them our way. We'll solve them in about ten minutes. Don't even worry exactly. about it. Exactly. All right. Should we get back to Steve's last uh, I'll skip excerpt it and go to some strange news? Strange news. Strange news. 
This is a, you know, from one of my favorite sites, Mysterious Universe. It's a great site. A woman married to a ghost now seeks an exorcist to perform a divorce. Oh, shit. <laughs> I guess uh, he wasn't putting out. No, <laughs> <laughs> no marriages seem to last, even ones with ghosts, man. What the fuck? <laughs> if this story sounds familiar, it may be because two years ago, the paranormal world was talking about British rock singer Bro Cardi. I don't know. What the fuck's Bro Cardi? We're not British and we don't know. We don't know shit. I'm just guessing that's how to say her name or whatever. Is that her? I think it is. I'm guessing. Weird name for a chick, Bro Cardi? There's a woman on the front. Maybe it's not. Who knows? But we'll get to that, I guess. <laughs> uh. An announcement to the tabloids and talk shows, yes, that she had met and fallen in love with the ghost of a Victorian soldier named Eduardo. In 2022, the goth singer updated the story with a follow-up announcement that she and Eduardo were getting married in Las Vegas, and the guest list included a number of celebrity ghosts. They were all invited? <laughs> yeah, all these ghosts were invited. <laughs> um, that happened, but it appears this was not a match made in whatever strange space between heaven and earth Eduardo lives in. <laughs> this month, I don't know what date this was, April 15th of this year. Shit. Which is 2023. Totally lost our spot there. Um... We're not professionals, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. <laughs> I totally fucking lost We're still working on that part. <clears throat> he has a slight mental handicap, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Just give us a second here. <laughs> okay, so... This month, Bro Cardi, or Bro Cardi, I don't know how you say her name, announced she was has changed her mind after putting up with his screaming and giving her deep, dark thoughts. So she's looking for a someone to perform an exorcism and free her from this quote-unquote marriage. It, I don't know how it seemed legal to get married, even in Vegas, to a ghost. <laughs> wait, wait, she was legally married to this motherfucker? Apparently, in Vegas. What? <laughs> if you suspect she may have ulterior mo- says movies. Motives? You are probably right. Was she in it for the money? <laughs> <laughs> She's also plugging her new album of songs about the entire Eduardo affair. Wow, she is in it for the money. Wow, I was just yep, joking, but Just it making is true. up a story, but sounds like she's kind of a Taylor not so swift. <laughs> Maybe she's a ghost digger. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take another look at the entire Eduardo fan with no musical accomplishment. In 2021, after an argument with a friend called, caused Brocardi to toss and turn in bed, she claimed she was comforted by the ghost of Eduardo. A 35-year-old soldier from <laughs> the Victorian age who died after falling down a well. Well, sounds like a fucking Yeah, he didn't even get killed. And, like, 
Fell down a well. Was he 12? Yeah. <laughs> 35 falling down a well. She claimed she could hear him whisper sweet nothings. And then he wrote, he, he apparently wrote love messages to her on the steamy shower door. Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> they had some version of sex since Bro Cardi claimed she had spine tingling. Orgasms. Wow. Quote unquote. <laughs> she asked not she asked that people be open minded and non judgmental. That's <laughs> yeah, gonna be hard. Her, <laughs> yeah, her paranormal relationship and suggested others might want to try it. Yeah, sure. Isn't that like isn't there like a demon or something? What do you call it? Incubus. Succubus. Succubus. That's pretty much what that is, right? <laughs> well, I've had mind doing orgasms by myself as well, but I think it's a <laughs> I should say spine tingling, not mind tingling. <laughs> Maybe there are ghosts wrapped in the afterlife who need love and affection <laughs> just like living humans. Hey, I guess it could be possible, but, you know. That seemed to be the end of the story until a few months later in 2022 when Brocardi, Brocard, whatever her name is, announced she was making wedding arrangements. This was the first time Brocardi broached the subject of exorcisms and Eduardo's fear of them. Of course he's going to fear them. <laughs> However, this was a happy time in their relationship as they planned to get married and just needed a venue. While a Las Vegas chapel might fit the celebrity aspect of this wedding, Brocardi said the guest list included the ghosts of. You're not gonna believe this. Oh, Marilyn got? Monroe. Shit. Elvis. Oh no. Johnny Cash. Don't tell me. And Henry the Eighth. Henry the Eighth. Henry the Eighth. Wow. Was there? All of them were there, apparently. But the couple decided to keep things quiet and got married in an abandoned chapel in an undisclosed location. So I guess they weren't there. <laughs> they <Yeah>. invited <laughs> The fuck, man? <laughs> don't even know where to go. Because <laughs> nobody wanted to fucking do it. <laughs> even ghosts don't want to be at your fucking marriage. <laughs> <laughs> they told the ghost... Oh, maybe, I don't know if they were, whatever. Nobody knows anything. Nobody knows anything about this. They told the ghost, and the ceremony was apparently well attended. But it wasn't the happy day Bro Cardi had dreamed about. She tells the Daily Star. This is from the Daily Star, apparently. Eduardo just couldn't resist winding me up and made an inappropriate comment about Marilyn Monroe looking hot. How could you not, though? (laughs) Right? Come on. I don't, yeah, I don't blame him, I guess, but I wouldn't tell my soon-be wife on the wedding day. Well, if you're not even on the same planet as her, I think you'll be okay. True. (laughs) I was like, wow, really? It's our wedding day. The comment completely ruined my evening. (laughs) Well, it is a rare wedding, which doesn't have a few problems, and most are usually overcome by the time the honeymoon arrives. Sadly, that wasn't the case for Brocardi. <laughs> While Eduardo seemed to be having fun at the beach in his own ghostly way, she hated it. 
The whole trip just seemed to get worse and worse. Eduardo thought he was being passionate and romantic by wrestling me to the ground <laughs> to frolic in the sand. But I was trying to share my ice cream with him, and it went, and it went everywhere. This is fucking not the crazy. ice cream. Oh this no, is crazy! <laughs> All over my face and in my hair, and of course the sand stuck to it. So I looked like I'd had a fight with a giant seagull. She sure that was ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Myself and I read. <laughs> <laughs> an ectoplasm. Where are the people with video cameras when a woman eating an ice cream cone on the beach suddenly looks like she's wrestling with an invisible entity and ends up covered with Ben and Jerry's instead of Eduardo? (laughs) (laughs) This is funny, so... This marriage got off on two wrong feet and it went downhill from there. Within a year, Brocardi had gone to a medium for marriage counseling because Eduardo gave her deep dark thoughts and resisted her request to take their relationship more seriously. Duh. (laughs) The last straw came when he began haunting her by screaming like a crying baby, quote unquote, and stalking her. Now she wishes she had taken down the names of the exorcists who were threatening Eduardo because she wants to hire one to perform a paranormal Divorce and end her marriage to Eduardo. Does the Catholic Church write of exorcism have a prayer for this? <laughs> I hope not. We're going to end it there. This is just nuts. So, goats <laughs> and puppets are getting married, but I'm not. Is I that what I'm not, gathering yeah. from this podcast that it, we do? That's sad. Why? Yeah, it is sad. <laughs> that was fucking insane, right? I need to die or become cloth. Maybe I'll get married. Find yourself a ghost. Yeah, there you go. Well, man, we are knocking it out of the park with these strange news. At least you are. <laughs> what was my last one? Fossils in a restaurant or some fucking yeah, shit? Yeah, some, yeah. I remember that one, yeah. <laughs> fucking lame. Well, I'm going to bring up, I'm going to step up my game a little bit here for season four. That was rocking, though. That was pretty funny. I, I need to meet this lady. If they're touring America, we're going. Yeah, and you got to find, look up, uh, well, I looked it up. I got Macardo some shit about or... Cardi Berry or uh, Cardi B or whatever the That's fuck. That's not Cardi B. I know. I put That's... Bro Cardi in though. I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, it's just. No, I got Playboy Cardi. What the fuck is Playboy that? Playboy Cardi. B. Yeah, it's like Bro Cardi. Cardi. It's one word. B R O C A R D E. Oh, okay. I found her. <laughs> She's an attractive woman. What the hell is she marrying ghosts for? So now you have to stalk her like the ghost did. Yeah, I'll scream and bucking. She doesn't want the scream. Well, I guess that's true. <laughs> I'll wait till she, you know, after the honeymoon to start that shit, I guess. Well, it's already over, so. Whatever. Broke Hardy, <laughs> I'm coming for you. <laughs> Well, that about sums it up for this episode. That's it. Anything else? Uh, what's our email again? Ales and Strange Tales at gmail.com. Send us your stories. I know you got some. Once again, that's Ales and Strange Tales at gmail.com. Please send us your stories. We're on Facebook and Instagram, Ales and Strange Tales, both of them. Send us our stories on Facebook. Whatever. Whatever you want to do. Whatever's easy. We need them. We need them. 
Or we're going to have more ghost ship stories. Yeah, we don't want more lame Chris stories. (laughs) But it was a good story. Thank you, Troy Taylor. It was interesting. Thank you, Troy. Well, that's all she wrote for this one. This is Chris Moyers. And Dan. Cheers. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers.